Hello and welcome to the 93rd roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially automation, paid media and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right, it's Microsoft Excel. Um, so if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implementing scripts or even cutting your spend on your data analysis tools, just send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the handle mindswanppc. So yeah, 93rd roundup. We're almost going to hit the big one zero zero soon. Ooh, exciting. Anyway, in this week, um, we've got Julie Bacini again leading us, um, uh, you know, on a, one of our favorite things to talk about. Um, yeah, that is keyword matching and um, the 2020 challenges that we're going to be facing this year. So, yeah, since, um, yeah, Google pretty much removed what exact match is and, you know, does anyone use phrase match anymore? You know, do you have a client client account that um, client that has a big enough budget where you can actually use pure brand? Yeah, I don't know about that. So um, with all these kind of um, challenges and changes, you know, it's really good to keep talking about this and seeing what we can make sure we do to ensure that we are pretty much on top of the trend and we're not missing out on any opportunities. So yeah, Judy starts us off with saying hello and thank you for all for joining us. Um, we'll be talking about keyword matching and the challenges for 2020. And I'm just going to jump in straight into question one. She first asks, what type or types of keyword matching are you currently using in your Google ads? Broad, broad match modifier, phrase or exact match. I think the type I I've seen in my account in previous and in, within the last three clients that I've worked um, on, because usually I come in with an account that's already started, um, is pretty much only using broad match modifier and exact match. So broad match modifier may, mainly to source keywords and source key variations, and then use it um, add the, the, the keywords that we want to use as exact match, and adding them anything that comes through search query analysis as exact match because. Yeah, that's the best way of keeping your CPC lows, CPCs low um, and keeping increasing your volume. Um, Daniel Vado replies, never broad match. I hate those so much. We will use exact mod broad, so modified broad, and sometimes phrase if the mod broad has issues in the order of words. Yes, that's a very good um, um, good strategy. Even Julie then goes all but straight up broad, so yes, is broad match modifier, phrase, and exact. Um, Steve Gibson replies, all of the above, it has its role to play, so she, he uses broad as well. To be fair, one of my friends who um, working on a brand that is very much very niche, and um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be too much competition, and the spend is very low. I think it's only my, on Microsoft, they actually do use broad, and they're still hitting their targets, and um, yeah, definitely still within um, budget limits, which is I find very surprising. Um, Gil Hong replies, mainly use BMM and exact match. I'll throw in some phrase match here and there, but only when word order matters. Colin Slattery, BMM, phrase and exact, basically basically never use straight broad. Yeah, I think that's the, the popular option. Um, Doug R. Thomas, my two typical setup is duping all keywords, BMM, phrase, exact, unless I can see a lot of intent mixing with different word order broad is good in small doses if after hours of research i'm still flying blind on good terms for the client i actually feel like with one of our clients that is understanding maybe pure broad 
could be a way to go because I do find that a lot of, yeah, we, we're pretty much key on using all the BMMs we can use and we've done exact match very well. Um, so, yeah, maybe Broad might bring in some interesting terms. Who knows? I might propose that. El Chase replies, I use all of them in my accounts and have to pay close attention to the search terms they correspond to. So quickly going on to question two, Julie asks, has your strategy for keywords changed over the past year with the changes to how keyword match or don't match depending on your world view? Um, Nikki Coleman does reply to question one saying BMM exact and phrase and I hate every minute of doing such queries. Yes, maybe not use phrase so much. I don't know. That's how I prevent myself getting frustrated with doing search queries. Um, I'll chase then replies to question two. Yes, a lot more time is being scheduled for negative keyword keyword work each week um, google opened the floodgates for random terms on accounts julie replied this chat topic was inspired by a twitter conversation after i tweeted about how pulling converting exact match terms into their own campaign no longer really works like it used to lots more sqr time and negative applications yeah it's so important i feel it's still definitely important for us to separate out the exact and broad but yeah it's it's just really confusing when i feel like i need to do sqr on exact match campaigns as well on the as um as well as on the bmm campaigns um gil hong then replies to question two saying i've been trying to pay more attention to how google is matching to intent however loosely and subsequently adjusting how i decide when a potential ad group theme is worth segmenting or not um daniel vardy replies looking for a lot more cross negatives in ad groups to make sure the query matches the customized ad language i do not want someone looking for vegan to see an ad that says vegetarian steve gibson replies to question two saying no in my opinion the current situation is just as worse just a worse version of what existed 12 months ago um, and then Daniel Vardy replies to question two, saying, um, I also like to make sure I don't have seemingly duplicate keywords in exact. If Google now rearranges the order, what is the point in having all those instances in exact? I agree as well. And um, I do think it's good that one of the, you know, it's one of the few good recommendations that Google actually gives is allowing you to remove keywords that seem redundant because close variants will actually catch it um you know where during the during the searches so yeah that's a good thing to to use and then we've got um alex Pirin broom Pirin boom even um replying to question two saying this has been one of my main experiences as well not just from the sqr but proactive research into what queries could be triggered as well and going on to question three, Julie asks, what is your biggest challenge with the current state of keywords matching in Google ads? Um, biggest challenge is like the fact that sometimes every once in a while, and one instance that one that my manager mentioned today was the fact that a keyword that we tried to do a lot of like, you know, the keyword research and building the campaign out. And when there was a keyword that was not working, we paused it. Um, but then when it came through a close variant keyword, it was actually seemed to be doing well for us so a client you know the client then goes why can't you put it as an sqr and you know why do we pull do sqr properly and use that keyword and actually bid on that keyword and i'm like oh that's actually very confusing for the fact that when we actually initially put the keyword as a keyword it didn't work but then when it came through close variant it did work so those kind of matches and knowing which one is going to perform can be very confusing and it's not so straightforward so yeah it's all about yeah testing and seeing what works as well and the fact that not one rule fits all 
Nikki Coleman replies to question two saying we don't build out all the plural word order variations anymore, still segment with themed ad groups, i.e. flower vase versus florist vase ad groups with opposite as negative since Google or Microsoft don't pay attention to keyword present in the campaign. Emma Franks replies to question two as well. Along with non-segmented ad groups, I try to be more intent-focused rather than keyword-focused in ad copywriting, knowing some terms are matched interchangeably. Um, and then, yeah, Julie then gives an aside saying that if you decide to run a DSA campaign to see if you're missing any interesting or valuable queries, be prepared for it to cannibalize your other campaigns, even with solid negatives in place, even with solid negatives in place. How about if the negatives are against the DSA campaign? So ensure that it doesn't show for the keywords that you're actually already bidding on. That's a very interesting thing to test. Dougar Thomas replies to question two saying, I really haven't had to shift at all on how I build campaigns due to this. I'm obviously in the small minority, so I'm so confused uh, as to why. Um, the biggest change over the years has been dropping geomodifiers from targeted keywords in initial builds. Um, Robert Brady, who has decided to answer question two and three together, goes, definitely more time spent on search term reports to add negatives. Also, not really building out long tail ad groups as much, just creates more and more potential places for a query to end up fragment data all over so fragmented data all over um and then yeah matt lukens replies to question three saying google sucks at understanding nuance um it assumes two separate four word phrases mean the same thing went to the user the one word that is different changes the meaning entirely diluted match type has made this much worse um, so yeah, Amali Fowler replies to question two saying, yes, we said bye to single keyword ad groups. Yeah, no point for those anymore, I'd say. Um, and then we've got, um, Lugal PPC, um, replying to, I think question one or two, I use what works for my campaigns. Question one is, this is highest number of conversions at the lowest cost per lead. My exact match so far gives me the highest return as we find with most campaigns and, well, most activity, really. Nikki Coleman replies question three, saying, chasing negatives instead of spending time optimizing ad writing. I'd be one thing, it'd be one thing if the results were there and I could let it ride, but with results dropping for clients, ROAS and CPA, that's not possible. So ROAS says return on ad spend, CPA cost per action. Gil Hong replies to question three saying finding all potential close variants to exclude before having to pay for them is a pain. I like to search product names in other sites like Amazon and Pinterest to see if they're same named product out there. Um, Jordan Stark replies to question three saying probably Google changing its mind on what a close variant is. Emma Franks replies to question three saying I think the biggest challenge now is unreliability of keyword level data. Much harder to say this works and this doesn't because it could be luck of the draw which keyword has matched to which user audience. Harder to confidently exclude based on performance alone. Yeah, exactly. Um, Amanda Bowman replies to um, question two saying Google's changes haven't made a huge impact on me, to be honest. I'm vigilant with SQRs anyway. Plus, I'm lucky I don't have any clients with brand names that create issues. I try to have a solid up-to-date understanding of mag type intricacies to find to field clients. Um, Amali Fowler replies to question three saying it used to be predictable. Now it's unpredictable. Yep. And we've got Julie replying to question three going, it starts with expectation setting. Um, as most things do, you almost have to allow for and prepare clients for a certain percentage of crappy, irrelevant terms every month, even with SQR, um, vigilance. 
And in response to question three, Dogar Thomas goes, I think for me, it's doing the matching of search term to customer journey stage. That's got less to do with anything technical and more than I'm than that I'm trying to make connection to the real world now. And in reply to Amalia Fowler, where Amalia had answered question three, saying it used to be predictable, now it's unpredictable. Daniel Valle actually gives a, a very good anecdote for her, saying, I, I do think the longer you have the account, the less it's, it, the less it impacted. New accounts need more control, but for the most part, the accounts with established performance, negative lists, etc., didn't need much change. Um, did you guys find that to be the case as well? Um, Amalia Fowler replies, going, we had to go over our negatives. I think it also depends on who ran it before if it's switched hands even internally we have had just as much work uh, nikki replies to this as well going i wish that was the case we've seen clients we've had for years i mean years i've had clients 14 plus years have results dropping because google has decided to dilute what's working and now showing on keywords we might have paused or reduced bids on long ago wow having a client for 14 plus years that is a very good track record um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Tim Jensen replying to question three, saying, simply put, keeping the garbage out seems like so many more junk queries slip through, even with the most careful search, search query reviews. Um, and then got Lugal, Lugal PPC replying to question two, saying, absolutely, exact match has worked very well for me. I used to rely on having more BMM, and since the updates to exact match, BMM became more expensive. So going on to question four, Julie asks, have you found any successful ways to mitigate these challenges? And a nice, nice little aside conversation that has started here that where Julie goes, as an aside, if you decide to run a DSA campaign to see if you're missing any interesting or valuable keywords, be prepared for it to cannibalize your other campaigns, even with solid negatives in place. Nikki replies, really great point. I continually reject the recommendation for adding a DSA ad group in a campaign because it will just cannibalize what I'm already doing. Um, Daniel replies, I hate that, that DSA ad group recommendation. We have DSAs in their own campaign for control so yeah so that's what i was actually thinking um when, when um julie mentioned that recommendation so yeah there's no way i'm going to have add a dsa ad group within a normal search um campaign it's all about separating that out robert brady replies google recommends putting them in an ad group and all i'm all about having it in a separate campaign um so yeah and people are also agreeing with that you always want to separate out a dsa into its own campaign unless yeah there's no way you can control that and i can't believe that's a recommendation google gives i hope that's not part of one of the you know the the the, the must things that we need to accept for up to within the optus score recommendations that will count towards our our score oh anyway so Matt Lukens replies to question four, saying managing multiple negative keyword lists as lists at campaign and ad group level. Um, and then we've got um, Am um, Amalia Fowler replying to question four, saying a lot of communication, SQR report, mining and convers conversations with clients. Gil Hong replies, mainly reprioritizing what work on the account is going to have the biggest changes as much as my OCD hates junk query matching. Um, Nikki Coleman replies to question four, saying more regular SQR check more proactive negatives on the build, complaining to all of you. Amanda, um, Boma of, Amanda of Boma Marketing replies, intent is king. Sorry, content. <laughs> if a keyword might have a different intent than what my advertiser wants, I put it in its own campaign to monitor costs slash performance. 
Emma Franks replies to um, question four saying, putting on my marketing hat and trying to get more creative with copy that addresses an audience versus a specific keyword. It's terrible and tiring, but I think it's where we're heading as an industry, to be honest. Um, Andrea Cruz replies to question four saying, tons of SQRs and audience exclusions when clear patterns have been found using tons of Google Analytics insights for this. Um, Natalie Beretta replies to question two saying my strategy for keywords hasn't exactly changed but how I think about the use of a keyword has changed I've tried to embrace the change and understand how to work within the changing ecosystem so I try to focus more on the intent captured and less on building out every keyword yes I think it's definitely important that we start focusing on the intent and um, and I think that's actually what a lot of marketers and search paid search professionals are actually quite annoyed with it's definitely what I'm annoyed with that especially with the exact match once you change the order a lot of time you are changing the intent so Google close variance we don't like it anyway Emma Franks then gives a second part to question four of to our answer to question four saying that's not to say that keyword management and optimization isn't still important I'm just leaning more into the messaging side as we gradually lose control and transparency on the keyword bidding side and then we've got Josh Warner replying to question four saying, I monitor the search terms reports and make sure to add negative keywords. I use DSAs for keyword expansion. And once I have found keywords that work well, I remove them from the DSA and add them to a standard ad group. Julie replies to question four saying, I don't have what I'd call a great solution for the squishy keyword matching. I'm mostly just muscling it right now, honestly, checking SQRs every couple of days and adding negatives, trying to figure out ways to be pro to be predictive, but it is hard. Kyle Schroetz replies to question four saying, I think the biggest win I have seen is long tail keywords, long tail terms that convert as exact. I am also pro broad match or even BMM as its own campaign paired with RSAs with target CPA. I am like Google's poster child, LOL, but I'm telling you it is slaying it. And I like this um, shy admittance from Tim Jensen about where he's pro. It sounds like he's pro um, close variance. And yeah, that's true. There's some of it that is working. So he goes, um, and this is a reply to um, Julie's, um, no, Jill Hong's um, answer where he has gone mainly reprioritizing what work on the account is going to have the big changes as much as my OCD hates junk query matching. Um, Amanda replies, usually my lack of OCD and tolerance for imperfection hurts me in PPC, but in this case, it's a blessing. Still willing to let some crappy queries slide if I'm happy with the overall performance performance team replies yes as much as i hate to admit it i've also occasionally seen some re very relevant queries slip through as part of close variance still the exception rather than the normal where google's learning seems to hit it on the money like an acronym for super niche product hmm. so yeah Jen julie replies to that even a broken clock is right twice a day so yes even though we don't like close variance we are we do hate to admit that there are sometimes it does um, pick up some good searches that we wouldn't have thought, thought of through exact match close variants. And in reply to question four, we've got El Chase going, I set up campaigns and ad groups in some cases using only specific match match types, exact phrase BMM, to see what we get in each one. The extra work has just come from managing negatives a little more closely. And then going on to question um, five, and she's like, now for a fun question, what are some examples of crazy matches you've seen? Please provide the query and the term it's matched to. Oh, this should be fun. Who's our first replier? 
And then we've got um, Gil Hung replying to question five saying, not keyword matching, but I've started to notice the Kleenex effect a lot more in Google shopping, matching broad competitor names to off-brand shopping ads. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Natalie replies, um, T-Mobile is the exact Mac term, matches to anything and everything about mobile. Oh, Lord, how, how annoying. Um We've got um, Julie then giving one herself saying Google things lice and dandruff are interchangeable. No, they are not. Um, and then we've got um, Matt Lukens going company name is Plethora B2B Custom Manufacturing. TC Electronics just released a new guitar pedal called the Plethora. We've paused the branded campaign for a while. Wow. That must be annoying. <laughs> Match to, to come against. And then Alex Perrin-Boom replies to question five saying, for a higher ed client offering post-grad professional certificates, my BMM and close variants are picking up some interesting subjects people want to get certified in. Spray tanning, eyelash extension, sushi making, balloon making, right, interesting. <laughs> um, um, legal PPC replies, oh, something I can't say, shouldn't say. All I know is that I now have a negative keyword list labeled xxx terminology oh interesting um and then alex continues so goes without saying those sqrs are quite the task and my negative lists are long so yes that's in reply to uh, you know higher ed um <laughs> certifications that people are looking for like spray tanning eyelash extension sushi making balloon making mm. Not sure about that. Going on to question six, Julie asks, do you spend more time now with query reports and negative lists? Do you have any tools, methods, or strategies that help make it manageable? Um, and for that one, there weren't too many responses to it. In fact, um, we go straight into question seven and hopefully we'll get some answers from that one. Julie asks um, for question seven saying, if you could have a wand, uh, if you could wave a wand and change one thing about how keywords match, what would it be and why? And this was a one answer that I had. I quickly came in on saying that, yeah, to make exact match, exact again. And that's like also Jeff Lerquist's answer as well and several others but Tim actually gave a different variation to this answer going first I wouldn't go back completely to true exact match I don't have a problem with very close variants like slight misspellings plurals etc in most cases would like to tighten up matching rules a lot and include a method to report bad matches and yeah I actually went okay yes this is well not completely exact like 20 years ago is what I want us to go back to but definitely not different orders of the keywords so you know flight to Barbados is not the same as Barbados flights or you know flight to London <laughs> it's not the same as flights from London you know so yeah um Definitely, Google needs to work on that, especially for some industries. Uh, Nikki Coleman then comes in with an answer to question five, saying, here's some of that are just fun. Don't remember exactly what triggered them. Malpractice lawyer for lawyers that lie to murder victims. Wow, stripper I can punch. Wow, how to get cerebral palsy. How to get cerebral palsy. Interesting. Um, amputated bitch. Wow, rubber mold of my girlfriend's um, vagina, lovely. Those are some interesting terms that I don't even think that Google should be allowed for us to show against. Um, Tim Jensen replies to question seven saying the plus in BMM has basically become pointless at this point. Would return BMM to work the way it did previously instead of basically being actually broad. 
oh, I actually find BMM to be a lot more relevant than Broad. Um, especially for Microsoft, we did some, we mistakenly put some campaigns on Broad, just pure Broad, not BMM. And some of the terms just were not relevant at all. In fact, we had generics, um, generic um, keywords in that ad copy and actually the brand searches, um, like our brand names were coming against um, in terms of, yeah, in terms of the SQR when we actually looked at what terms were showing um, against those um, campaigns, even though we did have brand campaigns in that account. Um, and then Emma Franks replies to question two, well, question seven by replying to Tim's answer where she goes, justice basically, or an option to choose how closely or loosely you'd like keywords to match, like the five levels they have for audience targeting optimization now. Yeah, that's a very good one. Um, so yeah, Julie replies to question seven saying roll back to where one exact match was literally only an exact match. Two phrase was actually useful as it only added words before or after your desired phrase or didn't reinterpret it. Seriously, BMM already covered what they are making others do. Yeah. In reply to question six, um, Lugo PPC goes, I actually review my search queries each morning. The first thing I do, it used to take me a couple of hours at first and now it only takes me about 30 minutes minutes the more proactive you can be the less time it will take you to manage that's a very good point alex Pierenboom replies to question six saying i do spend more time in those areas and has helped but also led to a question that i haven't been able to find an answer to yet yet perhaps ppc chat can help now oh i am very interested to know what that question is and he goes take an ad group with 616 impressions 29 clicks 4.71 ctr the search term tabs from the keyword menu only shows queries that equal to 30 impressions 29 clicks and i get that it's because of this message um yeah you don't get enough yeah searches the total only includes search terms that received at least one click in the past 30 days and were used by a significant number of people to searched um and under the predefined reports for search term, I'm only getting 514 impressions and 150 clicks. So where is that missing data? Is it possible to see all that queries that generated 616 impressions and 29 clicks? So this is, has always been the issue of search query report, reports. You see that you had like, let's say, 1,200 and, uh, 200 impressions, 600 clicks. But when you actually she, she shows you the keywords coming through the search, term, the search query reports, you actually see it adds up to a lot less impressions and a lot less um, number of clicks than has actually been the total impressions and clicks. So Google never actually gives you the full data. And I don't know whether there's there's ever been a way around this maybe there's been a script or an apr that has gotten around that but i am not sure steve gibson replies to question seven saying exact match would be exact match phrase match would be phrase match and broad would be broad i just think all the match types should be done a lot better and a lot tighter amanda replies to question seven saying if google could do what bing does and break associations on an account level basis that would be a bomb um, to question seven, L Chase replies, exact match should be what it says it is. Exact phrase match adding terms around your phrase was also useful and made sense. Broad match was the wild west if you wanted to test scene if there were terms you were missing and this was always fine. Um, Julie replies to question seven, gives another answer to question seven, saying, have a bad match feedback mechanism within Google Ads. Let us help teach the machines why a match isn't good. That would actually be a very good idea so that you actually... We actually learn, it actually learns from us and not just from its system and from Google. 
Lugo PPC replies to question 7 saying, when exact match used to be exact, I have to admit the new variation is working well for me. It's my go-to match type now, but I'd still like a true exact to be out there. Um, Kyle Schertz replies to question 7 saying, already been said, but um, give us a slider on how liberal we want to be with each match type. If I am bidding exact, I want exact. Daniel Vardy replies to question seven saying, I don't like the synonyms as close variants. Um, I also don't like the adding words to exact match. Just give me the words that are in the keywords. Google's algorithm may be good, but it does not do a great job with nuance. Yep, definitely what we've been saying all this while. And I like this suggestion from Tim Jensen as well saying, and give us refunds for matches that are horribly and obviously irrelevant. So yeah, not just the invalid clicks or um, refunds, but also when it's uh, when a match is just very not, is not relevant at all to exact match, we really should get a refund for that. So the last question of the day from Julie is, what do you think the future of keyword in search is? I think it's just going to be all automated. I think we're going towards that where... Um, a lot of the, they, they, they're going to roll into one match type, possibly, because um, when they realize that, you know, all of them is, they, they just, they're just going to pull different variations from all the different match types and it's not actually going to work as three different matches. So yeah, it's, it's going to be just moving towards that and meet. Yeah, moving towards less match type variations. So I feel it will go down from four to maybe three and then two, maybe even one. That's my prediction. I don't know. Tim Jensen replies, I hate to say it, but would not be surprised if there comes a time when keywords aren't even an option. Yeah, that's even more <laughs> more drastic than my suggestion. Nikki Coleman replies, at some point, we won't get to pick them anymore and Google won't show us the search queries, which will be taking us back to 2007, the world of paid search. It will be plug and play and take what you can get. Um, Steve Gibson replies to question 18, in my opinion, Google would love to get rid of keywords. They're already doing the hard sell to less sophisticated advertisers. And of course, there's shopping ads. I reckon they want text ads to be like the same. Um, Amanda replies, my prediction of the future of search, fewer keywords, more feed-based matching and audiences. Julie replies, it is hard to imagine keywords going 100% away, but I could see them being more categorical or harvested via a side crawl with little control over them. So just moving towards more automation. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, then Nikki Coleman replies, just a reminder that Microsoft will break bad matches and has given refunds for bad mapping. We routinely send reports to our reps. There's account level list of stop dropping as well. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I do need to do that kind of report. Emma Franks replies to question 18. I see two potential futures for search or number one, audience, audience only or intent only bidding. Audiences built using keyword lists. And then two, keyword targeting as a modifier layered with intent or audience targeting, but not the sole factor. Not sure which is more likely. Um, Dogar Thomas replies to question 17. I wish it was easier to explain to clients and non-practitioners that it is a little bit fuzzier than everyone thinks. You can pretty quickly get folks to understand the three mad types, but when you get to, well, wait, but why questions that are totally fair. So yeah, so why are, yeah, random searches coming through exact match when you said exact is exact, right? Google PPC replies to question 18, the removal of phrase, match, and more machine learning. Somehow Google will fit that in there. 
Daniel Fre- uh, Daniel Vardy replies to question eight saying no keywords. Point Google to landing page and they will do the rest. Advertisers will have to trust they are working in the benefit of the advertiser. Meanwhile, we all know Google just wants to squeeze the most dollars possible. Fact. Um, and then we've got Steve Hammer replying to question eight saying, I don't think they will be fully going away in the near future, but I think my types will be dying sooner than later. Yeah, agree with that one. Without keywords, it would have to be predictive and no one is nearly good enough there yet. El Chase replies to question eight saying, Google is going to have smart keywords one of these days, the way things are going, probably not too far in the future. They are working to try and increase shareholder um, value, and that means increasing advertising revenue or cost for advertisers. Um, and then, yeah, Lugo PPC goes, um, one test I did make a conclusion on is one, don't add multiple Mac types in each ad group. No. And SQR, when an SQR is made, I found that it's cheaper than my keyword. Why don't you add it as a keyword? You ask. When I did that, it was more expensive when I keep less keywords. Why I keep less keywords now. So, yeah, that's similar to what I found when we had a keyword separated out. It had less conversions, it didn't perform well, but when it actually came through close variance, Google was telling us that was that keyword was actually performing quite well. So yeah, I think that was like a very interesting chat from um, and a lot of you know key insights to you know how we deal with um, the Google Match types and what are our predictions for the future. There's a there's a lot that's going to change. I think Google has some really a few more um, tricks up its sleeves that's going to get us a little more riled up. But I feel like from our predictions, hopefully hopefully we'll be prepared for it or we'll just be like yes. We told you guys so, <laughs> and hopefully in the midst of us predicting it, we're preparing ourselves for it because that way we don't get the shock of our lives and, tr- and scrambling around ourselves to try and um, keep up with uh, what Google is asking us to change. So I hope you found this talk useful and took some great takeaways and maybe some tips on how to um, be more on top of your match types. Do you do? Do you find yourself doing a lot of SQR analysis? Do you do it regularly? Are you doing it less regularly now? Um, are you expanding out? You know your keywords a lot less because you feel like your, the keywords, um, the searches are going to come through exact match. Do you feel performance is better when you pull out the keyword, or does it? Is it better when it's within close variance? I think those are loads of different things that we always have to consider when looking at performance of our accounts now. Um, but yeah, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com. And remember, for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.